Hey, what's up, everyone out there on the internet listening to the PlayStation Report? This is episode 68 of your favorite PlayStation podcast. The best PlayStation podcast that we're on. (laughs) I'm Frank, and alongside me is, as always, my beautiful friend, Tyler. That's me. How you doing? I would would hope that somewhere out there, this is someone's favorite PlayStation podcast. I, I'd hope so, too. But, uh, you know, I, I just got to say it. It might get planted in someone's head. I might do some mind control. Maybe. It's a good tactic. Mm. Mm. If you say it, it's it's true to someone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How you been? I'm all right. I'm ready for the fucking weekend. I'm all four days, and I'm excited. Mm. Mm, I'm all Got that July 4th too. coming up, and I said fuck it and took Monday off because, mm. you know, I'm pretty busy at work, but it's one of those things where, like, I'm busy, but I'm slow at the same time. It's just – it's a weird feeling, and it's always like a fucking ghost town in the office, and it it's kind it kind of sucks. Like, Fridays are awful, and so tomorrow's going to be awful too probably. But yeah, I mean it's all right. How about you? So you're home now. Yeah, I'm I'm back in Alabama now. Uh, shit, this is this is the first show we've done since I've been back. Yeah, but I was just thinking that today. I'm like, dude, it's been a long time since we've podcasted this way. It just feels like a long time. Yeah, and it's the first time we're doing audio only from this distance, and I hope. That is coming through just fine for all of you out there. This is, it's kind oh, yeah. of an experiment. We're, we're workshopping everything as we go. And we're just trying to make a better podcast for you. Mm-hmm. We want your ears to orgasm. All over the place. Mm. Just have that earwax just flowing out of your, your fucking ears because it's just so good. Oh, yeah. The podcast is just so good that you just can't take it anymore. Your ears are just like, ah, just oozing with earwax. Well, that's that's a disturbing visual. Um, <laughs> it is a disturbing visual. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's what we want them to think of. Um, <laughs> but, yo, if this podcast is so good, your earwax starts falling out, let us know. Yeah, just... You know, you know, you you got a, you got our Twitter at PS Report Podcast. You just you just send over the tweets there. G- give us some give us some uh, selfies of your earwax falling out your ears. Yeah, leave a leave us a review on iTunes and say, you know what, this podcast was so is so amazing. Blew my, my earwax. earwax out. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's all gone. I don't oh. have to clean my ears anymore. Yeah, and we're doing you a service here. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. <sighs> Just got shivers down my spine thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, man. But this is not a podcast about your earwax. This is a podcast about video games and specifically the PlayStation platforms. And man, we are in the calm before the storm, Tyler. Yeah, definitely. I can I'd say see over the it, next month. Sure. I can see doom not video game doom, but in general, the general sense, the tone of doom on the horizon right now. Yeah. Mm. I mean, as we went over last week, 
There's a lot of video games coming out. Mm-hmm. And, a lot. And we just... It's not like in these lulls that we stop playing video games. We're still playing video games right now. Tyler, you've been playing video games. Yeah. I feel like I've been bouncing all over the place with my games and having like some serious like it's it's like such a first world problem. But like I open up the cabinet that I keep all my games in and I go, what do I want to play? And I just stare for like 10 minutes. I'm like, I have no clue what to play because there's like, I want to play everything all at one time, but I can't do that. You could buy everything off the PlayStation store right now. You could. And so I've been playing a few different things. Um, None of them of like major significance, but played some more Black Ops 3 Zombies. Did a run on moon where we got very far and and things were going so so well we were we were we got all the perks we needed we got everything but we missed one key thing that screwed us and then just one thing went downhill and yeah it 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 didn't end well it ended very tragically when when just a few rounds before we're like you know what we're fucking set we can we're good to go for a long time and we weren't good for a long time uh so did some of that Played a little bit of Modern Warfare Remastered, which was fun. Some more, you know, we'll get into what's going on with that game later. But it was good to get back in the groove and play a multiplayer game that isn't Overwatch. You know, I love Overwatch, but God, spice it up sometimes. And that, that's a great game to go back to. Um, I, I just, it still feels weird every time I get into that game with the microtransactions and and the loot mm-hmm. drops and all that stuff. It's just, it just doesn't feel right. Like it almost feels dirty. Like I almost feel like I shouldn't be playing this game. But the problem is, is that I just like it so much, but Activision is fucked with it so, so much. It sucks. It makes me very sad. Mm. Um, and it's just also bizarre that it's out now standalone, but only on PlayStation 4. It's like, this game has just been cut to fucking pieces, I feel. And it's it's a shame because it still plays extremely well. It's still a very, very fucking great game. They've added like two new assault rifles to the game that weren't in the game before. Like I popped in my, uh, uh, you know, stuff to see because I, I just wanted to see where my progression was for finishing challenges with certain weapons. And I'm like, oh, OK, I didn't know these these were here, but they're here now. So you know what? Mm. Whatever. Mm. So yeah, I mean that that stuff just kind of sucks, man. I mean it. it I, I there's no other way to to put that. I don't care how many weed camos they put in the game. Don't introduce new guns, please. It just. I know that game inside and out, and then when you add new guns, it just flips shit like it just shoves a fucking fist up my ass. Yeah. Uh, I agree. It's it's frustrating for sure. Um, let's see what else have I been playing? A little bit of Kingdom Hearts two, playing through that. That's a fun game, but it takes a long time for it to let you go and to let you explore and stuff. Like it feels like every, like you walk into a room, there's a cutscene, then you do something in that room, then you walk in the next room, and it's a cutscene. Like the beginning is just so slow in that game, and it's just 
fucking brutal. Uh, but you know, it, it becomes a very good game when it lets you go. So I'm just, I'm slowly inching to that point and I'm very excited. I'm getting those like kingdom hearts feels again that I had when I played through these games. The first time of, of just these games can be super addicting with leveling up and getting new abilities and new keyblades and all kinds of stuff. They can just be incredibly addicting and I'm starting to feel that a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll maybe talk about it more at another time when I'm a lot farther, you know, just to see how these games hold up a little bit. But so far, I mean, it's, it's good. And then let's see, what else did I play? Played a little bit of Overwatch, played that new map. Uh, I forget what it's called, uh, but it's on the moon and it's a really good map. It's just an assault map. Um, and I think there's a lot of very good choke points that you could set up and have some very intense moments on, um, especially the last one, you know, there's kind of only two ways, there's three ways to come into the room, but one main way to come in, you know, it, it, it can get pretty damn intense, uh, at that section. I mean, it, it's a good map. Um, and I'm very much in, in, you know, looking forward to playing a lot more of it. I hope it pops up in rotation a lot because I feel the new maps that they've added don't pop into rotation as much as I would like. Like I want to play Oasis and I can walled a lot more than I want to play the other maps. So we'll see on that one. Have you gotten around to play play the new map yet? Uh, not yet. I I've been off Overwatch for a while. It's been yeah. I want to say weeks yeah i don't think i played like maybe one match while i was on vacation because i was just i was just showing someone what overwatch was all about and then yeah (laughs) didn't really play anything else yeah so yeah i mean i'm sure we'll we'll get around playing it's it's fun and then the only other game that i played i played Man, I played a lot of games. Like I said, I've been hopping around back and forth. Played a little bit of F1 2016. Ooh. I never finished my career in that. So um, I'm almost done now. I think I got like five races left. So had a really awful thing happen to me in the in the most recent race that I played. I was out in the lead by a few seconds. Took the corner a little too sharp. My wing popped off or, or it got damaged. So now my car and you feel it in the game. Yeah. Like it. It's my car was really like pushing like I couldn't get back to the throttle at all. So then second place called me. But this track was on Singapore and the track is incredibly hard to pass on. There's only a few spots that I can say you can really get away with passing well on. And so, you know, they couldn't get around me. Then I ended up pitting, but my pit stop took too long because I my crew repaired my my front wing and I came out, I went from first to 18th and had to climb my way back up. I ended up finishing like third or fourth, but now I'm only ahead in the championship by four points instead of something way more than that. So I feel like I kind of threw away a victory and you know, it's, it's moments like that that really make, make that game very enjoyable to me. So Mm. that's, that's super intense. And then let's see what else I played. I started Batman, Arkham Asylum and the Return to Arkham Collection. Not super far. I don't have much to say on that. So, yeah. 
I played all those games, and I played even more games on the Nintendo Switch that I won't talk about here, but I've just kind of been hopping back and forth and just loving it. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good shit out to play right now, and then I'm very much looking forward to tomorrow night. Oh, yes. Playing some Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, this weekend's going to be... <laughs> gonna be a it's gonna be awesome i love yeah it's gonna be spectacular so yeah that's that's what i've been up to Mm. what about you so i am part of the guilty party that did not buy into hitman originally Mm, yeah me too so recently since it was on sale i decided to go ahead and pick up hitman and the the whole season and goddamn that game, I should not have slept on it. I feel bad. Good thing they still have that IP. I hope they do more Hitman, because I will not doubt them ever again. But, yeah. man, this Hitman game is so awesome. Just these levels that you go into, these different scenarios, and all the different mechanics that you can utilize to close in on your target and put them in a vulnerable situation. Oh, man. So... I guess quickly I'll describe how I did what was called the final challenge in the training section. So they have you go through it. um, Like, yeah, you go through these for for this first uh, scenario. It's really easy. It's just you wait until this guy goes into this private meeting and you sneak around and go pop his ass and then you sneak out. But uh, this there was like this mission where there was like high security, you're trying to assassinate this guy who's trying to defect to Russia. Um, there's like, they have like armed guards at the gate, which are like more police forces. They have like military people further on in this space. Like there's this one big building that's kind of like U shaped with a hangar in the middle. And the hangar has an airplane. So there's multiple ways you can go, go about killing this guy. You can, you listen around for information. You try to blend in. Like initially, what you do is you toss a coin. I know it's a really dumb mechanic, and it distracts a guard to come out and around the gate into a secluded area where you can knock him out, change into his clothes, and infiltrate the base from there. So that so once you're in, you you gather some information, and one of the ways you can kill him is of uh, you can. You can fuck with the ejection seat because they're supposed to be doing pre-flight tests, but the ejection sheet seat is turned off because obviously you're not going to test that while you're doing pre-flight tests. You just want to make sure that it's giving a signal. But you, once you activate that, you can uh, get him to actually end up killing himself. But in order for him to do that, you have to resolve some of his problems. <laughs> and the problem is he wants the Russian government to... Ex- to allow him to bring his girlfriend along. So what you have to do then is find this KGB agent, lure him, well, catch him while he's in his room. And to do that, you have to find a lone military person, take his uniform, and then go up there and sneak into the KGB officer's room and then knock his ass out, take his clothes... Get the guy who is supposed to be, um, who, who's trying, who you're, get your target to come into his room and use the radio, and then you have to quickly go over to the other radio on the other side of the map and pretend to be the other Russian guy approving it. 
and then eventually he'll go into his plane and kill himself. Now, there's other ways to kill him, but I like to kill people the most funny way possible. Yeah. And I just think that that's funny that he ends up killing himself with the freaking ejection seat. Yeah. Did you get caught at all? I did a couple of times. I'm I'm not going to lie. Uh, so I didn't realize that if you use the other radio on the other side of the uh, camp that people get suspicious of you. So I had to clear that area out. But this game mm. does a real good job of auto saving in the middle of these scenarios at certain points that make sense. It has excellent checkpointing, probably yeah. the best checkpointing I've seen in a game. Yeah. Checkpoints can make a burger game, man. It really can. But yeah, that it's awesome. It just felt really good to like form a plan in my head and then just mm-hmm. fucking nail it. Yeah. And that's just the the prologue mission, right? Yeah, that's just the prologue mission. <laughs> I, I have yet to do France. I'm gonna I'm probably gonna do that this weekend. Oh man. It's mm, I really, really like Hitman. It is it is the best like assassination game. I've ever played. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Mm. And um, the other game I played quite a lot, Elite Dangerous, which is out this week on PlayStation 4. It's been out on PC. It's been in early access on Xbox One, but I finally got a chance to play it on PlayStation 4. And goddamn, Tyler, I really wish you were into this type of game. Because Why is that? you, it is a very. It's if you're a fan of like Star Trek or anything like space in general, it's just amazing because you have like all these superpowers. Like you have this empire, you have this federation, you have this um, uh, this independent alliance of like different people. Um, but it's it's awesome. You start off with like. So basically, it's a space flying sim. Um, you start off with this small ship. Um, you can customize it how you want. Like each ship has like different like compartments. Like there's these things called hard points, and then there's like imp- interior components, and they all have like certain classes. Like there's class one, two, three, four. I'm sure there's higher classes. I haven't got there yet, but like you can upgrade your components on there. Like just deck out your ship like crazy but you have to be careful because you have to make sure that you have enough money to afford the insurance if your ship gets blown the fuck up and that can happen if you're playing online now you can play it offline but i think playing online is the most exciting way to play because there's other players and it's just more populated um you have to like fly in and out of these space stations and dock on like your landing pad. You have to request to dock onto these space stations and they assign you a dock number. You just you fly in there and you deploy your landing gear, you float down onto it and you just plop down onto your pad. Man, it just feels good to pilot a ship in that game. It feels like it mm, it's just magical. Like, what, what do you do in the game? So, like, what, what are you flying okay. around to do? Okay, so recently, what I the first thing I did was I found this community goal because to, participating in community goals is something that very early on can net you a lot of cash and mm-hmm. can get you started really, really, like, good. 
So I first did this community goal, which the goal was to ship some rare goods to this one space, this one like very popular space station. So what I had to do, and it, this might not sound appealing to you, but I actually looked it up online and in, in a wiki to see like where like which stations sell like rare materials. So I, I found one and then I there's like an in-game search button because in Elite Dangerous, you're playing in a one-to-one scale Milky Way galaxy. Wow. And, like, there are so many stars, so many space stations out there. There are so many different planets. And now with the Horizons update, the it's called the Horizon update, you can actually land on some planets and go around on a little rover. Jesus. And there's also stations that are you just land your ship on on the planets, too. Um but yeah, you. So I flew. I found this station. I bought some rare goods. I shipped it to this community goal to get this community goal reward, and that paid out like fucking. I I got I made off like a fucking bandit like that. I I bought a new ship. Um, I fucking decked that ship out. Got a bigger cargo hold so I could carry more cargo because the next mission I was doing was carrying cargo across. Uh, to like a system that was like 23 jumps because what you do when you move from system to system is that you charge up your um, your faster than light travel and you jump from star system to star system. Mm. So this system was like 24 24 uh, jumps away. So what I did was I bought a fuel scoop and what you can do is if you're running out of fuel, you just go close to a star but not too close to a star just there's a this goldilocks zone you can drift onto and your fuel scoop will absorb some of the the hydrogen emitted from the star to fuel your ship wow and is that like hard to do like piloting and everything or so i got i got a hang of it pretty quickly they do have some training tutorials for you like that are separate from the game that they're really helpful for getting you just started up, getting a feel for it. Um, and the first ships you get are small ships, so you don't have to worry about banging into too much. You're pretty small and maneuverable. Uh, so I jump across this this uh, this this distance, and on that other system, I bought some rare goods. And the thing about rare goods is that the further you travel away from their uh, origin point, the more valuable they get. So I was like, I'm already headed towards this place anyway, so I'm going to pick up some rare goods. And man, I just, I made a shit ton of money off that too. I ended up, so right now I'm at a point where I have two separate ships. One of these ships is my, is a multi-purpose ship where I can like carry passengers. I can, uh, I can do some shipping i can do some mining you can mine asteroids um you can all and then i have another ship that's for bounty hunting it's a smaller little fighter ship that i bought and decked out with different weapons like there's different like lasers cannons multi-cannons rail guns missiles mines all kinds of awesome shit like different tiers and stuff and you can just like customize the hell out of these ships man and i fucking love it yeah, it sounds neat. It sounds like it can kind of be a a nice 
relaxing. It is. It's a very you know? relaxing game as long as you're not getting interdicted, yeah. which is the, an interdiction is when someone pulls you out of your faster than light travel and tries to rob you by blowing up your ship. So how populated is the world then? Um, it depends which stations you're going to. Like popular trade hubs have like a shit ton of traffic going in and out of. If you go off and do some exploration, because you can earn money doing exploration, finding like on like charting uh, star systems that there that aren't populated yet, you can make money doing that. You're not going to find too many people out there. Yeah. But, um. There, there's also like an in-game lore event that's happening right now where you've made first contact with aliens and aliens are starting to appear now. Oh man, that's exciting. That's cool. It's it's a living world, man. Like with these different yeah. factions trying to take over politically in these different uh different star systems and stuff. And some, to me, sometimes there's like war happening in these systems too and you have to navigate through that. Wow. To me it sounds you know, it may be the comparisons there to maybe it's not, but to me it sounds a little bit like what we all thought No Man's Sky was going to be. Well, see, No Man's Sky never had the promise that Elite Dangerous did. It never said anything. True, that is true. I, I just, I don't feel. Don't think No Man's Sky when you think this game. This game is right. so much more vast than No Man's Sky. Yeah, and, and it sounds like it. I'm just like when you say like you got to navigate war, like I'm thinking of that No Man's Sky trailer from like E3 2015 or something so, where you like popped up and there's like fucking ships shooting at each other and you can get in dogfights and stuff. I'm not saying you could do that in this game, uh, but that's kind of what I think so, of there. OK, so, so in the if you want to compare this to No Man's Sky, the what's absent from it is that when you're landing on these planets, a lot of them are barren. You do, you just don't. Okay. There's there's not really life on these planets. There's like mm-hmm. there's some landscape and like hills and mountains and stuff, but mostly you're just trying to get from get to these bases, and um, either like so there's missions you do with your little rover where you kind of go in and you try to steal information, yeah, and sell it off. But other than that, there's not much to do when landing on these planets. It just so happens that you can land on these planets, and sometimes there's there's uh, certain stations that you have to land on a planet to get to. Okay. Yeah, it sounds cool. It sounds like it's it can be pretty complicated. But yeah, dogfights are absolutely a thing. They actually have a separate section of the game called CQC, Close Quarters Combat, um, where basically you pick a loadout from these ships. You don't have to use your own ship. You just pick a loadout from these ships and you fight like in a death match or capture the flag kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Sounds like there's a lot of, a lot of content there. There is a lot of Explore. hashtag content in there. Yeah. Um, the base game is 30 bucks, but if you want to get the horizon, uh, expansion pack which i think is worth it right now which that the horizon pack includes the landing on planets and uh and transporting passengers kind of stuff and it does like a little bit more for like the factions kind of stuff um but yeah i for another 30 bucks you get that so for a full six the full 60 dollar experience you get the horizon dlc pass and then the base game which man there's just a lot there. It sounds like a game that they can just kind of keep adding expansions to. Mm-hmm. And, you because know, just keep adding new shit and people will keep playing it, come back. And I don't th- yeah. like there's only a certain 
sector of the Milky Way that p- people have actually gone to so far. Yeah. Like, people haven't gone to the other side of the galaxy. Which is insane to think about, that they mm-hmm. made something that big. That's just incredible. And, and it's the Milky cool. Way. You can visit Earth. Yeah. That's you incredibly can, cool. Yeah, you can you can go to our solar system. You can go to all these known, like, interstellar landmarks that we know of today. You can go to those now. Um, there was this one cool little uh, Easter egg where they actually found uh, one of our, I want to say it's the Cassini uh, satellite that we shot, at, the probe that we shot out and shot out of our uh, solar system. People have actually found that. <laughs> That's so cool that the developers would, would uh, put that in. This is it's just another one of those examples of like, of how games are evolving, mm-hmm. you know? Of like you don't constantly need to be making sequels or anything. You can kind of put this out, just keep updating it with cool stuff, and mm-hmm. people will keep coming back. And there are micro, there are like in-game items that you can buy, but they're all they're all exclusively just like uh, appearance stuff, okay. cosmetics. Like you can like add like different types of nameplates to your ship. You can name your ship, obviously. Yeah. Um. And you can like get different paint jobs and shit, and yeah, it's really awesome. I I fucking love Elite Dangerous now, man. Mm. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds cool. <sighs> I talked about that game for a while. Holy shit! Ugh. Nothing wrong with that. It's a hashtag podcast. It is a hashtag podcast, and Elite Dangerous has my mark of approval. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's nothing else to talk about the games we've been playing, so let's roll into the news. Not much this week. There isn't much this week. Kind of just some. It's probably a good stuff. thing I talked a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get right into it here with some Ubisoft stuff here. The Guillemont family is trying so hard to resist this Vivendi takeover. And we have some statistics here that are kind of interesting. The Guillemont family owns 13.6% of the Ubisoft company, but that equates to 20.02% of the voting rights. And in comparison to Vivendi, who has who owns 27% of the company, but only has 24.5% of the voting rights. So you see, like, there's this balance shifting here. I think I'm pretty sure the Gimont family is trying they're trying to buy more more and try to target the voting rights and try it's it's just very interesting to see what's happening here man. Yeah. And I think one of the worst things about it is how long this is taking. Yeah. You know, it's just this slow, long process of slowly taking over Ubisoft, potentially. And that's got to be fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because it's just, it. you just kind of go, when is this go- shit going to end, you know, if you're Ubisoft? Yeah, but you, you understand if you're Vivendi why you want Ubisoft. They're, they're on a high right now. Yeah, they have a great lineup of games. Like, 
I know I shat on it a little bit because I just I personally didn't like it that much. But Wildlands is doing extremely well right now. Yeah. Yep. Rainbow Six and the Division keep doing well. Mm-hmm. For Honor's one of the best selling games of the year. And the, the stuff that yeah. they announced at E3 is just I I believe we can agree on this that Ubisoft probably had the best E3 conference this year. Yeah. I mean, they they had an incredibly good conference, surprisingly good conference, you know, I mean, just almost every single one of their games that they showed off looked really cool to me, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, just in this year, they they still have some really cool stuff coming out. Assassin's Creed Origins looks incredible to me. South Park seems cool. Skull you know? and bones, baby. Yeah, that'll be cool. Next year, you have Beyond Good and Evil coming out in like 2021. Mm. That'll be cool. <laughs> mm. But, I mean, they, they have a great lineup of games, and I can understand why they're wanted, but I also just worry that if Vivendi does take them over, that they might fuck with that a little bit more. Yeah, but do you think Maybe Vivendi they... learned from what happened when they last tried to get into games? Potentially. I don't know. Uh, I hope they have. If if it ends up that Vivendi does gain control of Ubisoft, I hope that they've learned from their previous mistakes. Yeah. Because we don't want to we don't want to relive that era. Yeah. And I hope it just doesn't doesn't mess with Ubisoft too much, because one thing about Ubisoft that I find to be awesome and why I think, you know, when it comes to third party publishers, they're definitely one of my favorites is they always seem to kind of create new IPs a lot. They're not afraid to create new IP. Yeah, they let studios have their own creative control. Yeah, definitely. And and they're not afraid to take a step back with some of their franchises and completely reinvent them uh, in, in some ways or, or just do something totally new with them. You know, And they're also not afraid to let their studios do little small projects as well. You know, they got a, a wide, wide range of games, a variety of stuff that kind of touches a lot of major genres in video games and big and small. And I just hope, you know, that Vivendi doesn't fuck with that, that they can mm-hmm. keep going how they're going, because I think, you know, they, they have a promising lineup of games this year. Mm. But it's, it's a, you know... I wonder how much the Guillermo family would would keep, you know, investing into their company. Yeah, it's to to it's, keep the, them away. Yeah, it's it's a know. hard thing. They they're stuck in a hard place. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I wonder what it would be like to be inside those meetings. Uh, oh, I'm I sorry. Mean, all right. Uh, well, just quick, <laughs> just a quick. Shout out um, inside and limbo are going to get their uh, they're going to have a retail combo this fall. You can get both games for 30 bucks on PlayStation 4. That's going to be awesome. It's going to have a poster and an art card. So inside and limbo, of course, from Play Dead. That's going to be they made some good games there inside and limbo. Yeah, definitely. Uh, inside was one of my favorite games of last year. One of the best games this generation, probably. Mm. I haven't played Limbo. Got to play Limbo. But Limbo yeah. is really... I really enjoyed Limbo a lot. Have, have we both played 
one but not the other yep yeah <laughs> i really Ooh. like Lim- maybe that's something we got to do i'll play inside and you play limbo yeah why not i feel like i have limbo on like 45 fucking platforms <laughs> so i can just whip it. it out and play it yeah it's a, like i think play dead does good does good work here making interesting puzzle platformers that have a real yeah uncomfortable tone to them sometimes yeah, and two also really quick just popped in my mind the uh, so I forget who it was, but somebody important at Playdead left not too long ago, and they started a new studio recently. It's called Jump Ship, which is an interesting name for a studio. Mm. They put out a teaser for their new game. I think it's called Somerville, I believe. B uh, so. Both of those studios are like teasing new projects and stuff. You know, not long ago, Playdead teased what whatever they're working on. That'll probably take forever to come out, but you know, it's always worth it when it when it does. I think Playdead's turning into one of the premier indie studios. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a strange term now. Like, there's so many it different is. tiers of studios, and it's just it all is. a big mess right now. Yeah. They're they're just turning into one of those studios where it's like I am just stoked on whatever they do next because they just have a great track record of mm-hmm. awesome games, you know? Oh, man. Kind of like another studio that we're going to talk about. Maybe right uh, now? May, we are going to talk about that studio right now, and that studio is Arcane. Not the greatest news coming out of Arcane this week. Uh, Rafael Colantonio, uh, founder and president of Arcane Studios, creative director on Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Prey, and a few other titles. He's, he's leaving. He's leaving after 18 years with Arcane. He's, it's... I don't know what this means. I'm scared. Tyler, I'm scared. Yeah. I know, because he's he's a very important figure to a lot of Arcane's recent successes, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, I I don't think this is going to run Arcane into the ground or anything, but it'll be interesting to see if uh, if there's a shift or anything like that. I mean, Harvey Smith's still there. Mm-hmm. You know, that that guy, you know, he's he's a talented dude with good vision and everything, leadership. So, you know, and it, it's, it's just so interesting time to leave just because I feel Arcane has turned into one of my favorite studios. Mm-hmm. And I think they make fucking incredible games with Dishonored 1 and 2 and Prey. And I'm stoked for whatever they do next, whether, you know. Obviously, they have that Death of the Outsider coming out later this year. That'll be awesome. But um, it's an interesting time to leave because I feel like Arcane's kind of at a high point right now. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. I I, I just hope that it isn't because he's seeing something that we aren't. I don't know. I mean, he said he wants to leave to spend some time with his son and reflect on what is important to me in my future. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just mm. done with games. I mean, 18 years, that's a long time to be doing yeah. something. That, that That is definitely a long time to be doing one thing. Oh, man. But yeah. it says he's going to, he says he's going to stick around to help transition the 
team in Lyon, France, I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Arcane has two studios. So. Austin and France. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's a little bit sad. I really, I'm really looking forward to that DLC, though. Yeah, definitely. I think it'll, it'll have Just large what, implications yeah, on the story of Dishonored. For that world. Death yeah. of the Outsider. Yeah. They did. I did read in, in an interview around E3 time that this story is supposed to wrap up the story arc of, uh, gosh, what's her name? Jessamine Caldwell. Okay. Which, so far, that has been the arc of the entire Dishonored series without major spoilers. Mm-hmm. So does this mean... No more Dishonored? I don't know. No, I I can see them doing some more in, in Karnaka, man. It's like... Yeah. There's... I mean, Karnaka is a fucking amazing place. I, I want to see more of that. and I would just hope for one more game. You know, just give us a nice, solid trilogy with Dishonored. And, but at the same time, like... Prey was really good too. I yeah, I like is Prey going to get a sequel? I don't know. Did it sell well enough to get a sequel, or are they just going to create a new IP? Oh, I don't know. Ar- Arcane's a very talented studio, and I'm just kind of excited for just about anything that they do at this point. Hmm. Oh boy, let's 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 go. Let's 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 pucker up. Let's be a little bit ch- little bit chipper here. Let's let's be happy because it's summer. It's summertime, Tyler. It is. We can't get down in the dumps in summertime. That's just, that's wrong. And, you know, Call of Duty's going to do, do a little bit of something, something to help us feel a little bit better. They're doing their Days of Summer event, which includes some twisted up shit happening to maps. They're making the bog map into a beach map. Yeah, I want to see that. Oh, oh man! Yeah, yeah, that's for Modern Warfare Remastered. For they're also going to have a um, a beachcomber prop hunt, a brand new beach theme take on the fan favorite prop hunt mode, which I don't remember at all. Mm. Like it's not coming to me what that is. Uh, one free summer themed supply drop each week by logging in. New limited time weapon camos, emblems, calling cards, and other summer themed items. There's also stuff for Infinite Warfare, a playable Tarista map. Uh, a supply drop each week, two free in-game gifts each week by locking in every Wednesday and Friday and in uh, limited time camos and all that stuff. And then they're even doing stuff for Black Ops 3. Mm. You basically get to play the first DLC during this time. So you get to play Skyjack, Gauntlet, Rise, and Splash, and then there's limited time stuff. This and then there's also like XP events going on, so I'm sure there's double XP and then weapon XP and all kinds of shit. Oh, but uh, this is cool. I definitely want to hop in at least on Modern Warfare Remastered a little bit, maybe Black Ops 3. Um, but, sidebar that Modern Warfare Remastered standalone is a thing, it's in stores this week for 40 bucks. Yes, 40 dollars. So PS4 only, yes, which is bizarre, but um. This reeks of Overwatch. Yeah, it does. It does. It seems like, well, you'd think they'd learn a little bit since, you know, Activision owns Blizzard yeah. now. You'd think they'd 
they've been doing a little bit of studying over there, and I it's smart. I think it's smart to do this kind of thing. I think it's fun. It is it is fun and uplifting in a game about murdering everyone. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's smart to have these limited time events that last a few weeks because it really engages people. You know, because people like getting exclusive shit, whether it's skins or, or not. I mean, look at Overwatch. People really want that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, uh, I would I definitely want to hop in on this. And check oh, yeah. that, I think it's I think you. it's cool that Call of Duty's getting into this type of stuff for sure. Uh, so for Infinite Warfare and Modern Warfare Remastered, this runs from June 27th to August 1st. And then for Black House 3, it's July 11th. To August first. All right. Well, that's good. I'm really happy about that. And it makes how me do you even... feel really quick about Modern Warfare Remastered standalone being forty dollars? I'm okay with that if I hadn't already bought it with the, in the combo thing. You know, I feel kind of fucked over because I would have just bought the Modern Warfare Remastered to be honest. Infinite Warfare was good. I'm not going to say it wasn't good. It's just that, you know, I don't play that multiplayer. I play the Modern Warfare Remastered multiplayer. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I just feel like I wasted some cash. Well, why? But it looks like I can save some cash if I buy some games off this sale that's happening this week. It's called the PlayStation Store's Mid-Year Sale. You can get up Which, to holy 75% God. off on yeah. if you're a PlayStation Plus member, as we are. And there is a lot. Um, do we just want to start scrolling and shouting yeah. shit? Yeah, I mean, there there is seriously a lot of stuff. So check this out on your own. Uh, yeah. for to see everything we'll just run down some highlights because holy crap and so many of these games i've never even fucking heard of mm. let's start off with assassin's creed black flag gold edition you can get that for 20 bucks holy hell yeah you can get uh that attack on titan video game for 30 dollars mm. and mm-hmm. also Get the hot, hot Big Buck Hunter Arcade for $6. If you're interested in killing animals, you can get Cabela's African Adventures for $9.59. Yeah. You can get, uh, let's see here, Dead Nation for $4.50 from Housemark. That's a fantastic game. The Diablo 3 Eternal Collection Which is includes, $40. It in, that includes the new... Um, the new necromancer pack yeah. interesting i looked on the Di- looked on the playstation store could not just find diablo 3 reaper of souls i couldn't find the base thing so i think that hmm i bought a disc and i let someone else borrow it but i wanted to play some diablo so i was like let me go get uh this dlc and then i was like oh shit i bought the dlc but it turns out i can't just buy reaper of souls so i ended up fucking myself yeah, that's mm. weird. Mm. Maybe I should have tried to do it on the browser. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? 
because the PlayStation Store can be a little fucky sometimes. Yeah. You got Fallout 4 for 20 bucks. Mm, you can get Far Cry 4 Gold Edition on PlayStation 4 for $24. You can get that Final Fantasy 14 online starter edition for $10. Oh, uh, boy. They just came the out new... with the Stormblood. Yeah, so that's got a new expansion. And also, if you have not watched No Clips documentary on oh, the death and rebirth of Final Fantasy XIV, I highly recommend it. It is fucking mm. fascinating. You, even if you're not into Final Fantasy XIV at all, you know, it's awesome mm. to see that type of stuff. Yeah, that you know that documentary hit me in a way. Yeah. Like emotionally, it got me. Like I was yeah. like, damn, this team, they went through hell. <laughs> it, they really did, and it's unbelievable the amount of work that they did in such a short amount of time to get it to where you know it is now and that people As enjoy it the second highest subscribed uh mmo out there yeah i mean the work that danny o'dwyer and no over at no clip is doing i think is so incredibly important to to video games mm-hmm there's nobody like, out there telling the stories. that that's on fucking YouTube. Like, that looks like something I'd see on fucking Netflix. Not even on TV. It's, like, too good for TV. It would be, like, on a fucking, like, a premium channel or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's really good. Definitely. All right. Um, God of War Remastered is $4. Hey, if you want to keep that's Grand Theft Auto Five on the NPD charts, <laughs> you can get it for 30 bucks. Yeah. And there's a bunch of uh, shark card cash bundles as well if you're looking to play some GTA online. Mm-hmm. You got Hitman Go Definitive Edition for $2. That's a steal. That's a fucking great game. Helldivers mm. Democracy Strikes Back Edition for $8. That's a good game too. Yeah, it's a hard game. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I misread Honor and Duty as like horny and something i didn't i don't know but that's a video game honor and duty arcade edition a <laughs> buck 39 <laughs> oh man i like yeah, misreading things in my head yeah i do that a lot man like way too much got journey six dollars mm, kill zone shadow fall for six bucks mm. lara croft go for four dollars that's the best video game that I've seen in this list so far. Really? That's it. Hmm. All right. That's a fucking awesome huh, game, I'll, man. Hmm. Okay. Okay. It, I absolutely adore that game. Um, Mad Max, eight bucks. Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, Game of the Year edition for $4. Mm, that is wow. so much for $4. Holy shit. If you have not played Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, that's a crime, and you need to either turn yourself in or buy this game. Yeah. Wow. Party Hard for $5.19. That's a pretty cool game. Yeah, that is a cool game. Um, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, my God. For 8 bucks. What? That is so good. That's that's like robbery, man. That's crazy. Uh, Resogun for three dollars and seventy four cents. That's another video game crime if you haven't played it. Yeah, Rogue Legacy three dollars and forty cents. Sniper Elite Four 
for 30 bucks. The deluxe edition for 45. I'm not sure what that includes. Yeah. Sound shapes for four bucks. You still That's don't a- have those platinums. <laughs> no, I'm kind of, I'm not chasing them out. Um, SteamWorld Dig is two forty nine. I believe they announced a SteamWorld Dig two. Yep. Super Stardust Ultra for five nineteen. Wait, Ultra that's in VR? VR. Yeah, they made a VR game out of it. Hmm. All right. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, the Elder Scrolls uh, Online Morrowind bundle for forty dollars and nineteen cents. Morrowind yep. just came out a few weeks ago. Vanishing of Ethan Carter, six bucks. The Wolf Among Us for seven fifty. That's a great price. Oh yeah, play that game. Oh, which can we please get a season two? That's like the only thing I really want Telltale to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm kind of tired of their games, but like, fuck. Wolf Among Us was fantastic. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. The Trine Trilogy for seven forty nine. Those are real good co op wow. games. They are. If you have a Ooh. friend, buy those games. Yeah, play through Trine too. That that was that was a blast. Mm-hmm. Get Watch Dogs. Twelve bucks. Yeah, First one. baby. Oh boy! All right, that's it for the PlayStation Four games. Let's see if there's even any Vita games on this list. I have a feeling they've just. Oh, there are some Vita games. Let's talk about the Vita real quick here. Here's here's your Vita minute. Oh, Criminal get... Girls Two Party Favors, sixteen bucks. Oh, get Dead Nation there for two thirty nine. Farming Simulator sixteen for ten bucks. Flower Holy for two seventy nine. If you want to play the God of War collection on your Vita, you can get that for two ninety nine. But you could also play a great game called Freedom Wars for the same price. Man, that's great. Great fucking prices for both of them. Fucking Hot Gravity Golf. Rush for five thirty nine. Oh wow! Holy turds! Jack and Daxter collection for four dollars. Oh Woo. shit! Killzone Mercenary for six. That's a good game too. You can get Lara Croft Go on the Vita for four dollars. Little Big Planet on the Vita for three seventy four. PlayStation Vita Pets for seven dollars. I always wanted a PlayStation Vita pet. Me too. Ratchet and Clank Vita bundle, which has the first three Ratchet and Clank games for $8. That's fucking fantastic. Oh my God. Risk of Rain for $4. Ooh. Severed for $3. That's good too. Oh my goodness. Sly Cooper Thieves in Time for four fucking dollars. Wow. Tennis in the face for fucking 99 cents. But the Tales Sly of collection. Hearts are. You're forgetting the Tales game here yes, for seven forty nine. Yeah. yeah. That you is can get the Sly collection of your life. For six bucks. What? Oh. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Uncharted Golden Abyss for six bucks. And you can get X-Blaze Lost Memories because you're too fucking high to remember that you spent eight bucks on it. Mm, mm, mm. Done. Man. And then there's a bunch of PSPs and games, and then there's some fucking movies and shit. But there's a great sale going on. I encourage you to go over to the PlayStation Store and check out the mid-year sale. 
especially if you're a PlayStation Plus member, there's a lot of good values in there for you. Let's go on if you don't want to spend any money. You're looking forward to some games coming out in July if you're a PlayStation Plus member. And man, this lineup, pretty good if you're into these types of games. You got Until Dawn on PlayStation 4. Telltale's Game of Thrones on PlayStation 4. <laughs> Tokyo Jungle on PlayStation 3. Darkstalkers Resurrection on PlayStation 3. Elemental but the A is replaced with a 4. I don't know what that game is. That's on Vita. And then Don't Die, Mr. Robot, on PlayStation Vita, crossed by with PlayStation 4. So they're giving away Until Dawn. That's good. There is a person sitting right here who has not played Until Dawn. Yeah. I've been playing it. I have not played it at all. I've been playing it with my fiancé, and I I am enjoying it. Beyonce. Yes. Yes. Correction. Yeah, but I like it. She likes it. It's good. We See, have like two chapters left, I think. It, it's good. I like it. I just don't like teen horror. I always find teen horror to be too corny for me. Yeah, me too. But Until Dawn's choices are fucking incredible. And they do end up in different spots. It's not a telltale game at all. And I think... Kind of like how I feel about Life is Strange. Like it takes that choice based adventure game type of thing uh, to another level, in my opinion. Like I felt like the choices really mattered and I really liked this, the story and all that stuff. Until Dawn is right there with it. Life is Strange, in my opinion. Like it just takes what Telltale does and takes shit all over it. Mm. Mm. It's good. And it's genuinely creepy. Like I'll be honest with you, this game creeps me out a little bit more than. Uh, Honestly, than Resident Evil 7 hmm. did. So it's good. It's good that it's free. Game of Thrones, not so good. Nope. I, yeah. Did not enjoy that. I almost didn't finish that game because it was so bad, but then I was like, there's a platinum trophy, and I'm like, yeah, I guess yeah. I'll, mm. Yeah. If I knew that game was that bad, I wouldn't have even picked it up in the begin with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones didn't need to be a video game. <laughs> uh, no. I think there's stuff there for it to be a video game, but I would honestly like to see it be an open world RPG. Mm. That's what I want out of it, because that world is cool, and I would like to explore that world, and I think it would be ripe for that type of stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Well, in fact, Bethesda almost made that game. Hmm. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's that's a strange thing to think about. It is. Uh, also, I tried to start up The Elder Scrolls for Oblivion because I never really dove deep in that game. Oh. And I didn't even get out of the first dungeon before it froze on me, and I'm like, nah. Oh. I'll come back to it huh. someday. <laughs> See, it was I, really frustrating. I was trying I've to kill a rat and it just froze and I'm like, okay, I'm done. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate because I really love that game. Yeah. And that, that's why I wanted to play it because I'm like, I played a lot of Skyrim. Everybody plays Skyrim. Like, I want to know more about the Elder Scrolls world in a different place. 
I'm gonna play Oblivion. And I just at that point in time when I played Oblivion, I didn't really get it and I didn't give it enough time or anything. But now I feel like I would get it and get, obviously give it enough time and the game didn't want me to do that. It's mm. very sad. The game's very dark. It is. Because it didn't like it just you need torches or yeah to use the mage light spell yeah it's interesting for sure yeah there's one day the one thing about oblivion that i like a hell of a lot better than skyrim is the magic there are so many more spells in oblivion yeah oh, man if only cool. they put trophies on it <laughs> i know man Let's move on to new games. Let's get out of the past here. (laughs) We're we're reminiscing too much. Because there are new games coming out each and every week, and we like to run down the list here on this show. Tyler, get get us started. I need to find something to drink. Yeah. First game this week is uh, Area. On Deluxe Edition, PlayStation 4. Digital. Uh, area, spelled A-E-R-E. A-E-R-E-A. is an action RPG in which music is both your best friend and your worst enemy. As a discipline of the great maestro Guido, Guido, you have to unravel the mysteries of Azir. Find out what happened to the world and return to nine primordial instruments Hmm. to restore balance Hmm. and bring peace to the world. Guido. That is, that's not a good word to put in your description. No. No. Hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a, that's a weighted word. Um, let's go on here to America's Army Proving Grounds on PlayStation 4 digitally. This free military game focus on, focuses on small unit tactical maneuvers and puts you to the test in a wide variety of new and classic America's Army maps. Hmm. Except as Ancient Amulator on PlayStation VR. Ancient Amulator is an action tower defense game that throws you in an ancient world to battle magical creatures, monsters, and other legendary foes. Hmm. Next up we have Arizona Sunshine on PlayStation VR digitally. Arizona Sunshine puts you in the midst of a zombie apocalypse exclusively in VR. Handle weapons with real-life movements, freely explore a post-apocalyptic world, and put your survival skills to the test with PlayStation VR. Mmm... Stuff is cavernous waste on PS4 and PlayStation VR Digital. Got three PlayStation VR games so far this week. Mm. Who knows if they're any good, though. But with no memory of where you are and no idea of how you got there, you you do know one thing. You have to escape. Fly through the maze-like caverns and fight through the automated defense systems while searching for a way out. Mm. That artwork is just, whew. Yeah. Mm. Just, it's like a big old butthole. Mm-hmm. I've been doing certain model works, right? It's just, it's a it's a whole hustle out there, man. Uh, let's get to the big shit this week. Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy. 
Your favorite marsupial, Crash Bandicoot, is back. He's enhanced, entranced, ready to dance with the Insane Trilogy game collection. Spin, jump, wump, and repeat as you take on the epic challenges and adventures through the three games that started it all. Dude, I am so fucking stoked. I've seen for- gameplay. I want this game looks fucking beautiful, and I yeah. I want it. And you have three platinums to go after. And they're not very hard platinums either. I looked at no. the trophies. The trophies have been up for a week now. Yep. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm. Fucking stoked. Uh, next up is Cryptarch on PS4 Digital. Cryptarch is a 2D sci-fi shooter where you take on the role of a heavily armed privateer seeking to earn government contracts by boarding deadly alien space hogs. It's up to you to strategize a plan of attack, pick up equip, pick an equipment loadout, and destroy the central core to be victorious. Mm. Next, we have Danganronpa. <laughs> Danganronpa. Danganronpa. <laughs> another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, on PlayStation 4 Digital and Retail. Beyond hope lies absolute despair. Kamaru Naigi and Toko Fukawa make for an unlike make for unlikely heroes as they try to escape Tawa City, a town caught in war between adults and children. Mm. Next up is Dark Arcana, the Carnival on PS4 Digital. Find the missing woman lost in a mysterious carnival of horrors. Investigate two worlds, the one you know and an alternate plane existing behind the Hall of Mirrors. Discover the secret of an ancient being known as the Evil One. Reveal the story of the star-crossed lovers and stop the Evil One from invading our world. Hmm. Here we have Diablo 3 Eternal Collection. Rise as one of humanity's last defenders. Crusader, barbarian, witch doctor, demon hunter, monk, or wizard. And collect legendary loot while mastering devastating new powers and abilities. Why does it fucking not say necromancer on that goddamn list? I was list? just wondering that. It's weird. What the uh, fuck? Except it's Elite Dangerous, PS4, digital, and retail. Elite Dangerous is a, is a definitive, massively multiplayer space epic, bringing gaming's original open-world adventure to the modern generation with a connected galaxy evolving narrative in the entirety of the Milky Way recreated in its full galactic proportions. Mm. Next up, we have the Golf Club 2 on PlayStation 4 Digital and Retail. Rise to fame and fortune in the largest, most dynamic golf game ever created. Assemble and join online societies with friends, compete in tournaments, and earn money to climb the ranks in golf's largest gaming community. Mmm... Next up is Jump Jet Rex on PS4 Digital. Simply put, you're a T-Rex with rocket boots trying to save the Earth from an incoming asteroid. Do you have what it takes to stop it? Mm, I don't know. We'll have to find out. Next up we have Medieval Defenders on PlayStation 4 Digitally. Defend your ancestral castle, show the invader who the master is, build towers, save money, train your spells, and your enemy will be vanquished. Hmm. There are so many games this week. What the hell, man? Micro Machines World Series on PS4 Digital and Retail. 
The Legend is back. Micro Machine World Series combines thrilling madness of racing micro vehicles with epic team battle strategies set against the extra extraordinary interactive backdrops of always, the everyday home. I always wondered what it would be like if Solid Snake drove a monster truck. <laughs> yes. Uh, next up, we have Plague Road. Set around a city being consumed with from within by a disease, Plague Road tells the story of a lone doctor who once left home and now returns in search of those who have survived. I feel like we've read about this game before. Yeah, I feel hmm. the same way. Next up is Poi on PS4 Digital, which has literally no descriptive, no description. It's just two little ch- children-looking people standing on a fucking field. Move on. Next up is the Tenth Line on PS4 Digital. The Tenth Line is a console-style RPG featuring a colorful cast of characters, unique battle and level-up systems, a quick 2D platforming action, and an original, fantastical story about friendship, faith, and finding your place in the world. Mm. Didn't know console-style RPG is a thing. Yeah, I... Hmm. I mean, Genres. there's... <laughs> I mean, there's the CRPG, which makes sense that that's a thing, but I didn't know console. Whatever. Fuck it. We have a Vita game this week. Tokyo Zanato. Tokyo Zanato is a massive action RPG. When high school student Koi Tokisaka encounters the nightmare realm known as the Eclipse, his world is forever changed. Reality distorts as monsters threaten the safety of Mormia City. Koi must transform his soul into a powerful weapon to defeat the vile Eclipse once and for all. Thank you. Uh, next up is Valkyria Revolution, PS4 and Vita, uh, the PS4 version. Combine a store, band together and defeat the evil empire in death itself, the Valkyria. As Van, Vanagrand's commander, take control of your elite squad and unleash powerful Ragnite spells and utilize mana weaponry on the front lines. Not getting great reviews, but I'm still excited to play it regardless. Yeah. I like Valkyria. I need to finish Valkyria Chronicles. We'll talk about games I need to finish later. (laughs) Um, The world of Nubla. Nubla is an adventure game in the halls of the Thysian Museum where we find a character that exists inside the pictures. Following him, we begin a journey that will take us to discover the wonderful world of Nubla. Full of puzzles and forgotten places. Huh. Fuck. New Imagine Dragons is out. Hmm. Okay. You know, Prince passed away last year, but they're going to keep trying to sell you his music. Yeah, they are. Get that Purple Rain Deluxe Expanded Edition. Or you could just sit down and watch a movie like Fate of the Furious, one of the greatest cinematic experiences in the past decade. (laughs) There you go. Disclaimer, I have not watched Fate of the Furious. I have not seen any of those movies. Really? None of them? None of them. I I really want to, though. I think I... I, They sound fun and and dumb, and that's what I'm looking for. 
I've only seen two of them. I've seen I've seen the first Fast and the Furious, and then I saw Tokyo Drift. Those are the only two movies of the series mm. I saw. Yeah. Very good movies. I need. We yes. should do a marathon. <laughs> Those I, seem like great movies to marathon. Just fucking mm, get some fucking alcohol and just pound it out all day. Oh yeah. All right. I mentioned this earlier, but we are in the calm before the storm. There are games we should probably beat before we get hit by this fall's lineup, or even starting in this summer. So, what is the earliest game coming out that you're looking forward to? Other than, of course, Crash Bandicoot this... Yeah. To me like the cutoff point to where it's like okay from here on out i'm pretty much just playing new 2017 games is uncharted the lost legacy towards the end of august that's like the one just major fucking game that i'm i'm just like this is it i mean i'm looking forward to maybe hellblade or in matterfall but those aren't huge experiences in you know uncharted lost legacy isn't really huge either but that's that's like the cutoff because then not long after that there's life is strange and then destiny 2 which i'll be playing destiny 2 a lot i know absolutely know that i will so that's the cutoff for me what about you my cutoff is pyre july 25th Wow. Yeah. That's early. It is. But after Pyre, I feel like I feel like Pyre's gonna take me like twenty, thirty hours to beat, which I don't know how long that's gonna be for me. Like but still I feel like after that I mean it's not a short time after I'll beat that that the Lost Legacy will be out. Yeah. And I'm sure there's there's another game in there that I'm just not thinking of, like when's Matterfall, Matterfall coming out? Yeah, August Matterfall. 15th. Yeah, I'll have Matterfall before that, so who knows if I'll get through that before then. Yeah. But, and that stuff will be here before you know it. Yeah. That's really only only like a month. I mean, mm, yeah, I, Pyre is my, my deadline, July 25th, so I have almost a month, almost a month. Um... But what games are you looking to beat before you start just going, I'm playing 2017 games? So the big game that I just want to just pound out and enjoy and get out of the way isn't a PlayStation game, but it's Breath of the Wild, Mm -hmm. which I've made great headway with that game. And that game just keeps consuming me. And it is absolutely, without a doubt, the greatest open world game I've ever played. So that's the cutoff for me just because that game's so big. I don't want it to linger. Uh, so that game and then kind of kind of some stuff that I I talked about earlier. Like I want to play Batman um, Arkham Asylum. That's the only Batman game that I haven't played. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go back and play Arkham City or anything, but um, that Kingdom Hearts 2. What the, when I first played Kingdom Hearts 2, I, I had to rush through it because I was borrowing someone – 
PlayStation 2 from school and they needed it back by a certain point. So I didn't fully get to enjoy everything. So that's why I'm playing that again. So that and trying to think. I know there's there's probably some other smaller stuff that I want to clear out. I want to dive into Hitman. Um, I'm trying to think because my backlog recently like has gotten smaller, a lot smaller. Uh, based off of games that I'm just like, I definitely want to play this. I mean, there's some like PlayStation Plus games that I, that I want to dive into, but they're not on my list of like, I need to do this. You know, it's not going to hurt me or kill me inside if I don't get around to them. So I just feel like I'm missing something, but it's not coming to me. Anyways, what about you? All right. So my list is um, I have a shorter time between my deadline and now yeah and i also have more games (laughs) and it's it's a horrible first world problem um i want to get through divinity original sin i'm a little over halfway done with that game yeah um and a little over halfway done is 27 hours in um i want to beat valkyria chronicles i'm not sure how long that game's supposed to be and i'm I'm not even halfway done that game. Yeah, I mean, it's probably probably long. I mean, it's a RPG, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's a tactical RPG. Okay. So. Still, it's probably a long game. Yeah, it's it probably is. Um, I also want to beat Hitman, which shouldn't, that one shouldn't be terrible. Um, then I want to do the Bioshock collection. Oh, yeah. Those games aren't, are long. I think yeah, you, you should the figure... the volume of things that I have. Yeah. You should probably figure 10 hours for all those games, I'd say. Oh, man. And then, not on uh, just... console, but on PC, I'm looking at Pillars of Eternity, which I'm not even a third of the way through. <laughs> yeah. That's why sometimes you just gotta be like, you know, I really want to buy this, but nah. Yeah. I'll but... wait. And then I just want to grind away. I want to enjoy myself in Elite Dangerous, too. Like, there's no beating that game, but I just want to enjoy myself in that game and build myself up to a point where I can buy a huge-ass ship. Yeah, and and that's... See, this is why I've been really trying to cut back on the amount of games I buy in my backlog and everything, too, because, because of that type of thing. Like, I want to be able to just play a multiplayer game and not have to at the end of the night be like yeah maybe i wasted my time because i have to beat that and that and that and that I, I don't think you have to beat every game i mean just play it until you know you feel like you've gotten your enjoyment out of it but there's certainly some games that i feel if you start and you enjoy and you don't beat then it's kind of like all right well i you're a turd but yeah. but uh like yeah don't you don't have to go insane of like oh i just have to fucking finish everything because there's some games that i've started that i just have to say to myself i'm not going to be able to come back to this you know i can't do that i just i there's something in my brain that tells me yeah don't and and you you can't leave that game unfinished or you just wasted your fucking money in most of the time i'm like that but recently i've i've been able to let go of 
of certain things. And, and yeah, to me, it's like, well, I, I bought this I, and I'm enjoying it. I definitely want to get my full value out of it. That's why, like, it just blows my mind buying video games and playing them for five hours and not fucking playing them anymore, especially big, big RPG. Are you or talking about games. someone? <laughs> Maybe, but <laughs> it's just that, that thing, like, open world games or RPGs or whatever, you know, like they're long games, they're investments. And if you play them for 10, 15 hours and you go, you know what? It's just not for me. I think it's okay to bounce on those games because they're just so huge investments, but to buy them, say you enjoy them and then bounce on them. Come on, man. Mm. What you doing? Why, why, why buy it? Why buy them? You know? Cause I just feel like that's a waste of money there. there's also another game i need to squeeze in before the rush that is a 2017 game and that's near automata oh yeah i've been thinking about that game when i played that demo i was not impressed but people keep talking about that game and it keeps selling well and popping up in npd and all that stuff and i'm like maybe i should think about going back to it because yeah a lot, lot of people are saying good good stuff about that game there's some little stuff that I want to play too. Like, I've been wanting to play through Gone Home forever now. Same with Abzu. I mean, that was free with PlayStation Plus. So there's little things like that that I might just take a few hours and mm. say, fuck it. Do it. Well, we have limited time. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's all the time we have this week for this podcast. It's been a kind of slow week, but I like that. I need it to be slow for a while so I can go 100% when we hit pyre. And from that point on, I'm, I am a dead man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's looking forward. I'm looking forward to the rest of this year. I'm, yeah, definitely. But I need, I, there, there is a list and I will do it. Yeah, you could do. <laughs> we'll see. Um, if you want to check back on that status of me playing video games, you can do that if you catch this show next week. If you want to talk to us between now and then, you can do that via email at the PlayStation Report at gmail dot com or at PS Report Podcast on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at the Arctic Sloth, and you can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids and search them up on YouTube. They do some cool videos there. Tyler, it's been a pleasure to do a podcast with you. Yes. 68 weeks in a row. Haven't missed a week yet. We haven't missed a week yet, baby, and we aren't going to miss a week unless something really horrible happens. Yeah, which let's hope that doesn't happen knocking on wood there if you hear that through the podcast and it blows your ears out well i'm sorry but uh yeah. that's just Hopefully how it goes the state <laughs> blowing, ears maybe blowing your earwax out <laughs> uh we'll catch you next week see you later bye